Hello, friends, and welcome to the Koozie George podcast. We're just about to jump into a new adventure. Come on. Today, we're solving a little bit of a mystery in a story called Koozie George Watches the Watches, written by me, Darren Galindo. But before we get into the story, we want to remind you to write us a review. Podcast reviews go a long way in helping the Koozie George podcast get into the ears of new listeners. It's a big way to support the podcast. Another way you can support the podcast is simply by telling your friends about us. Thanks! And now, we better see how the gang is doing. It looks like somebody's about to get pretty grumpy. Have you ever been grumpy before? Yeah, me too. Well, Let's see how this thing goes. Boom, 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 boom. Koozie George Watches the Watches Once upon a time, Koozie George and the gang woke up from another day of camping. They had taken a road trip to set up camp way out in nature, and now they were sleeping in tents. Boy, I sure do love sleeping in tents! exclaimed Breaker Dan as he burst out of his tent, stretched his arms, and took a deep breath. (sighs) Oh yeah, Mother Nature, baby, said Koozie as he came out of the tent right behind Breaker Dan and basically did the same thing. (sighs) The camping part I like, said Sally Bright, but the sleeping in tents part, not so much. I slept like a baby last night. Like a baby? Aren't babies known for not sleeping super well at night? So you slept really bad last night, Breaker Dan? No, no, that's a saying, you know, slept like a baby. Never heard of it. Sally, this is my first time hearing it. Come on, it means I slept really good. But then why compare yourself with babies who don't usually sleep so good at night? I don't know where the saying comes from, but it's a saying. And I slept super good. I had my mat down and my pillow was nice and fluffy and my sleeping bag was keeping my bunions warm and cozy. Wait, what was that last part? My bunions. They always get cold at night, so I like to wear thick wool socks and keep my toesies toasty. No, I don't care about your chilly feet. What did you say about a mat? Mat? Who's mat? Did we bring a mat with us? No, not mat like a person. A mat as in a mattress, a pad, a cushion. Oh, you mean Mr. Matt. So we did bring a dude named Matt. Hmm. No, that's just what I call the little Matt that I put my sleeping bag on. Me and Mr. Matt go way back. Wait, so you're not actually sleeping on the cold, hard ground? Oh, of course not. That would be so uncomfortable. I wouldn't like camping nearly as much if I had to sleep on the cold, hard ground. Sally Bright didn't say anything. She just stood there with her eyes super wide and her mouth hanging open. So what kind of padding do you have under your sleeping bag? Padding? I don't have any padding. You mean you've been sleeping on the cold, hard ground this whole time? Exactly. My back is killing me. It's so uncomfortable. Ugh, that is so uncomfortable, declared Hula Katz as she emerged from the girl's tent. Hula, said Sally. Can you believe that Breaker Dan has been sleeping on Mr. Matt this whole time? Uh, Breaker Dan has been sleeping on top of a dude? No, no, no! Breaker Dan named the little mattress pad he sleeps on Mr. Matt. I named mine Phil. 
you know, like, hey, Phil, or what's up, Philly? You brought a pad with you, too? Well, duh. Of course I brought Philly. What, do you think I want to sleep on the cold, hard ground and be super uncomfortable? Koozie, Breaker Dan, you didn't tell us to bring a mattress pad. Hey, hey, I told you I was bringing Philly. Don't talk about Philly like he's not even here. Hula and Sally gave Koozie a blank stare for a few seconds. I think they were pretty upset that Koozie and Breaker Dan didn't help them out by telling them to bring a mattress pad. I mean, sleeping on the cold hard ground sounds pretty uncomfortable, right? Well, the next time we're going into town for supplies, we're getting our own mattress pads. Yeah, and I'm going to call mine Beatrice, and Sally's going to call hers... Uh, Sally, what are you going to name your mattress? I'm not going to name my mattress pad. <gasps> Breaker Dan, Koozie George, and Hula Cats all gasped at the thought of not naming a mattress pad. What would you name a brand new mattress pad for sleeping on when you're camping? Toby? Samantha? Schnoopsy? Guys, some people, like me, don't like to name their things, explained Sally. But, but, but what do you call out when you're looking for your stuff? asked Koozie. Stuff can't hear you, Koozie. I don't call out anything, said Sally. Koozie stood still. He was in the process of having his mind blown. Okay, well, back to what we were really talking about, said Breaker Dan. We were already planning on going on a supply run after breakfast today. You can pick up your own match then. Oh, that's amazing, exclaimed Hula Cats. Yeah, that way we don't have to sleep on the cold hard ground for another night said Sally. Handy! Handy! Where are you, Mr. Handy? Uh, what was that? asked Hula. Oh, that's just Rabbit. He's still looking for his watch, said Koozie, matter-of-factly. Handy? Oh, I get it, said Sally dryly. Yep, I'm not the only one who calls out to the stuff we're looking for, said Koozie proudly. Hey, Rabbit! I thought you already looked all over the tent! Rabbit unzipped the tent, zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
I was watching your watch. Oh. Koozie slowly stopped speaking as he realized something pretty important. The last person to have Rabbit's watch was Koozie. Rabbit Sebastian, Breaker Dan, Hula Cats, and Sally Bright all stared at Koozie. Koozie, where's my watch? exclaimed Rabbit. I don't know, I don't know, said Koozie quickly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I must have got distracted when we left. I don't remember what I did with it. But you were the last one to have it. I know, I know, it's all my fault. I'm so sorry, Rabbit. I gave you the watch to look after. I trusted you. I know, you did. I'm sorry. And you lost it. You lost my watch in clear daylight. I know, I'm the worst. I'm the most terrible, horrible watch watcher the world has ever known. Everything settled down and got real quiet. Koozie had his face buried in his hands in shame. Rabbit had a hard face on and was staring at the ground near Koozie's feet. Breaker Dan had both his hands halfway raised and his eyes super wide as he stood frozen, a little bit wishing that he wasn't there. Sally Bright was kind of wishing she wasn't there either. Her eyes were super wide and were looking all over the place. Hula Cats had a soft face as she looked at Koozie. She felt bad for him that he felt so guilty for losing Rabbit's watch. After a while, Rabbit started to open his mouth, but then closed it right away and walked off. Whoa, that was a close one. I thought for sure y'all would be start fighting or something. I was like, get me out of here, said Breaker Dan with relief. I hate those awkward situations. Ooh, said Sally Bright, shaking her head. Hula Cats, on the other hand, ran over to Koozie and put her hand on his shoulder. Koozie, it's okay. You're not horrible. You just messed up a little bit. It'll be all right. But Rabbit's so mad at me. He'll never want to be my friend again, said Koozie, a little muffled because his face was still in his hands. Aw, you don't have to worry about it, Koozie. Rabbit's fine. It's just a watch. Yeah, Koozie, let's just stand up and pretend none of this even happened. But I let him down. He doesn't trust me anymore. He probably doesn't even want to be friends with me. Hey now, Rabbit may be upset, but he's still your friend. I know it's not fun when you let your friends down, but a true friend doesn't let stuff like this get in the way. That was the watch his grandpa gave him. It was so special. Rabbit loved it, and I lost it. I might as well have flushed it down the toilet with poop on it. Why did you that? Oh, that's disgusting, Koozie. Hula Cats looked straight over at Sally Bright and Breaker Dan with sharp eyes. Kind of like she was saying something like, You guys are not helping. Can you please be quiet? Koozie, you didn't mean to lose Rabbit's watch. It was an accident. Rabbit's a good guy. I know he's upset right now, but we'll just give him some time. Yeah, right. Rabbit doesn't want to see me ever again. I might as well go off on a hike and never come back. I'll have to be a wild koozie living in the forest. Oh, baby, who's hungry? Said Cracker Jack suddenly. Breakfast is served. Well, actually, it's just ready. You're going to have to serve yourselves. Oh, breakfast. I love me some breakfast in the morning. Let me just head right over that way and give me some breakfast. Said Breaker Dan awkwardly. Uh, I'll come with you, Breaker Dan. I love to eat breakfast in the morning, too, said Sally in a worried sort of way. I think Breaker Dan and Sally Bright 
don't like situations like this, and we're looking for ways to just get out of there. What do you think? When there's an awkward situation going on, don't you want to just run away? Hula, Koozie, come on! Breakfast! We gotta eat before we head to the town for supplies! Alright, Cracker Jack, we'll be right there! said Hula. Hula reached over to Koozie and lifted his head up a little bit. Koozie, you're a good friend. You care a lot about Rabbit Sebastian, and it worries you that you messed up your friendship. I know it doesn't feel good right now, but in time, you and Rabbit will work things out. You guys have a strong friendship. I'm sure Rabbit just needs some time right now, that's all. Koozie looked up at Hula. Okay, you're probably right. I am pretty hungry right now, and I'm sure Cracker Jack's breakfast is amazing. There we go, that's right. One step at a time. Hey, remember that one time when you crashed Rabbit's birthday party with water balloons? <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. You both were so mad at each other, but you got over it, didn't you? Yeah, we did. That's right. Now, let's go get some breakfast. Koozie and Sally walked over to the kitchen area. Thanks, Hula. You're a good friend. When they arrived to get breakfast, Rabbit was just sitting down at one of the two tables to eat. Rabbit was quiet and looked like he didn't want to talk to anyone. Breaker Dan and Sally were feeling particularly awkward, but most everyone else didn't seem to know what was going on. Hula and Koozie got their food and sat down at the same table with Rabbit Sebastian. But as soon as they sat down, Rabbit stood up, grabbed his plate, and moved over to the other table and sat down. Was it something I said? asked Cracker Jack, who had also been sitting at the table with Rabbit Sebastian before he changed spots. Nothing, I just want to sit here, said Rabbit in a low voice. Needless to say, everyone ate pretty quickly and pretty quietly. Before long, Breaker Dan and Hazel Breeze were doing the dishes and Cracker Jack and Sally were taking inventory of their supplies so they knew exactly what they needed to buy. Can you say inventory? Inventory is a fancy word that means a complete list of things that you have. And when you say something like taking inventory, it means that Cracker Jack and Sally Bright were making a list of everything they had so they could see the things that they were running low on. Okay, we need firewood, two bundles, said Cracker Jack. We need at least a dozen eggs, said Sally. And ice, we need some more ice. That's right, and I think it'd be nice to have dessert tonight. What do you think? As Cracker Jack and Sally Bright finished the list of things they needed to buy, everyone else was loading up in Breaker Dan's truck and Hula Cat's car. Within a few minutes, everyone was sitting in a vehicle and buckled up, ready to go. Rabbit Sebastian had waited for Koozie to pick which car he was going to sit in so that he could sit in the other car. Rabbit was still very upset about Koozie losing his watch and he didn't want to see or talk with Koozie just yet. The drive to the grocery store was not that long. Once the cars were parked, they all piled out. Cracker Jack grabbed a shopping cart and everyone chipped in to throw stuff in. Come on, Hazel, ice cream? Where are we going to keep ice cream at our campsite? asked Cracker Jack. Oh, that's right. I forgot, said Hazel. But maybe we could stop for ice cream cones before heading back to camp? Hey, that sounds like a good idea to me, replied Cracker Jack. One by one, the friends filled up the cart with all the stuff they needed. And maybe a few things that they didn't need, like 
A picture frame and magnets? Hey, I like collecting magnets from different places I visit, said Sally. Hey, does anyone have two quarters and a penny? Asked Chip the bear. Here's a penny. Here's two quarters. What do you need that for, Chip? I like to collect those smashed pennies from the different places I visit. You like smashing your money, eh? Back home, you bring all the money you have, and we can smash it all together if you like. I have a giant sledgehammer. It'll smash your money real nice. No, I mean those smashed pennies that stamp it with cool pictures from the place you're in. Like this. Whoa, I've never seen one of these before, said Hazel. Oh, these things are awesome, said Hula. It was a penny collector machine. Have you ever seen a penny collector machine? It's a special stamping machine that squishes a shiny penny with a picture of some sorts. You just have to have two quarters and a penny to do it, and then turn the crank around to make the machine work. It's actually pretty cool. Chip turned the crank to the picture he wanted to stamp on it, slipped his two quarters he got from Sally Bright, and the penny he got from Cracker Jack inside the penny machine. Then he grabbed the crank handle real tight and began turning it around and around. It looked easy at first, but then Chip slowed down and started struggling. Come on, Chip! You can do it! shouted Koozie. Everyone started cheering for Chip. And then it happened. The crank handle spun around quickly and there was a faint little jingle sound. Chip reached his hand over and collected his shiny smashed penny. Whoa, that's super cool, said Cracker Jack. I want to try it, said Hazel Breeze. All the friends went crazy for the penny smashing machine. It was very exciting to see the penny go around and get squished by the big gears. And it was always so rewarding hearing that little jingle sound when it was ready. Oh, Sally, we need to go get our mattress pads, exclaimed Hula suddenly. That's right. I want to sleep good tonight, said Sally as they both ran off with Hazel to pick out some nice pads for their sleeping bags. Meanwhile, Koozie was busy with something over by the cash register. He was buying something that he didn't want to place in the basket with everyone else. He placed it inside a little bag and waited by the exit for everybody else. It took a little while for everyone to go through the checkout. Breaker Dan kept wanting to buy all the little toys and gadgets he saw on the shelves. Hula grabbed a bunch of candy bars for everyone at the last second, and Cracker Jack kept repeating to everyone that they now owed him some money. I'm not paying for all this stuff by myself, guys. We're going to split it evenly, and you can all pay me back later. Cracker Jack was very good at keeping records of how much money was being spent and how much money everybody else owed him. Back at the cars, everyone pitched in to load the supplies into the cars. Hey, Rabbit! said Koozie softly as he walked up to his friend. Hey, Koozie, replied Rabbit. I have this thing. Hold on, Koozie, interrupted Rabbit. I want to tell you something. I'm sorry for how I acted. I was really upset that you lost my grandpa's watch. I know, I'm sorry. I'm still kind of mad at you, but after some time to process everything, you're my friend and that's not going to change. Koozie smiled real big. Thanks, Rabbit. I was worried that maybe you'll be mad at me forever. Oh, I'm still mad at you. I wish you never lost my watch. Oh, yeah, right. But I forgive you. 
It just might take me a little while to feel better about it. Oh, hey, I got you something. I know it's not your grandpa's watch, and I know it's not as special as it, or as good, but I got you this new watch from the store, so at least you can know what time it is on our camping trip. Koozie handed Rabbit the little bag. Rabbit pulled out the watch and smiled. It was nothing like the watch his grandpa gave him, and it was definitely not as special. Koozie was very sorry that he messed up and lost Rabbit's watch. Rabbit knew his friend spent a lot of money on this watch, not to replace the one he lost, but to remind Rabbit that Koozie was still his friend. Thanks, Koozie. This really means a lot to me. And you know what? I think I feel better already. The trip home was much more fun. The friends all laughed and joked and sang silly songs and screamed out of the window like wild chimpanzees. It was a beautiful sight. Koozie and Rabbit talked more and more and eventually, Rabbit felt all the way better. Koozie didn't feel guilt anymore and Rabbit wasn't upset anymore. It took some time and some work, but when you are a true friend, you don't let stuff like this get in the way. Uh, guys, where's Sally? Asked Breaker Dan. I thought she was in the other car, replied Koozie. No, she's not. They just passed us and I could see everyone inside. No Sally! All right, it seems like the trip back to the campsite is about to be a lot less fun. If there's something that really ruins a supply run, it's leaving one of your friends back at the store by themselves. I guess we'll have to go back and get Sally Bright in the next story. The end. Wow, that was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please take a moment to write us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. And be sure to let your friends know about us and follow us on Instagram at George. In fact, you can send us a drawing of your favorite character or scene and we'll share it in our feed. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time for another adventure. Goodbye!